0: The Secret Society. 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 What's up, everybody? I'm Bradley Allen, and I am the host of The Secret Society. You're listening to Episode 1 of The Secret Society, MSU Impact Sports Club Sports Podcast. This episode, I sat down with the MSU Ultimate Frisbee Club. From the women's team, I had Lindsay Kappen, a.k.a. Crunch, and Michelle Reiser, a.k.a. Mish. From the men's team, I had Max Bomarito aka the Dalmatian and Jay Andriani aka the Heron. Thank you so much to Crunch, Mish, Max, and Jay for coming on. I had never met any of these people before and they came in and opened up right away and were just amazing. We talked about everything from tournaments to Twitter, from history to Steak and Shake, their favorite MSU sports moments and secrets. Special thanks to Jonathan Yales, our content director, for engineering this episode, as well as our directors here at MSU Impact Sports, Alex Shark and Anthony Serafino. Be sure to listen to The Pact Mondays at 7 p.m. on 88.9 FM, and while you're on the website, check out all of our great podcasts. So here it is. Enjoy episode one of The Secret Society with MSU Ultimate. And enjoy this from College Humor. It's called Ultimate Frisbee. Hey, everybody, I'm sitting here in Impact Studios at 89 FM, Michigan State Student Radio for MSU Impact Sports. This is the very first ever episode of The Secret Society our podcast devoted to everything MSU club sports. I'm sitting here with the Michigan State Ultimate Frisbee Club, both men's and women's. I have Infamous and The Burning Couch. Here with me I have Max Bommarito, who is a captain of The Burning Couch. Thanks for coming on, Max.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And I have Jay Andriani. You're one of the best players.
2: I'm up there.
1: You're yeah. a
0: freshman, right? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore? And for Infamous, a.k.a. Moose, I have the captain, senior, Michelle Reiser, and Lindsay Kappen, a.k.a. Crunch. Thanks for coming on, ladies. You're welcome. Uh, So, yeah. Do you guys want to go around and kind of introduce yourselves and tell you a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure. Um, I'm Michelle Reiser. I'm a senior, like you mentioned. Um, I play handler on the offensive line, typically. Sometimes I play on the D line, but definitely better on the O line um I started ultimate my freshman year I had no idea what it was before participation that was in the fall when they recruited me and I just kept showing up to practice and then here I am four years later
0: that's awesome one thing about participation that I've noticed with club sports is uh, it works for getting people interested you're not the first person that I've heard say that they got involved in a club sport because of participation
3: especially for ultimate because you know most girls leave high school and they know what soccer is they know what volleyball is they know what all the other club sports are but at least for the women 90 percent of the people we get to sign up have no idea what ultimate frisbee is i know the men a lot of the guys know what it is like if they're in cross-country teams they played or just pick up but usually women have no idea what the sport is
0: Cool. And Lindsay Kappen, and you prefer to be called Crunch, I understand?
3: Yes, I do. Awesome. I got that nickname my first
4: year playing. So this is my fourth year playing. I was like Michelle. I had no idea what Ultimate was before I started playing. Um, so I started playing my sophomore year. I'm now uh, student teaching, so I already graduated. I'm, I'm old. Um, but I was a cutter for my first three years, and this year I had to become a handler, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't like it as much as cutting, but I do get to play on the O-line for the majority. I do get to play a couple of D points, but it's mostly offense.
0: Cool. Can you guys explain to anybody who might not know what a cutter is and what a handler is and kind of the different positions in, in Ultimate?
1: You can think of handlers as like the point guards. Okay. They're the ones that are going to have the disc in their hands for the majority of the game. They're more responsible for distributing it to all of the cutters who can think of as, you know, like wide receivers in football or something like that. They're going to be more adept at, you know, running faster, catching discs when they're in the air, as when handlers are going to have the better throws.
0: Cool. so So cutter gets the points, and the glory, and handlers get the
1: assists.
0: Yes, That Sounds sounds about right. So, Max, um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Max Bomerito. I'm a junior here at State uh, studying human biology. I joined uh, actually before my freshman year, which is a very interesting story, but I am a handler right now for Couch, one of the captains, uh, and on the O-line. So it's uh, been great. Love it.
2: Awesome. Jay? Um I'm Jane Draney. I'm a sophomore, uh gen management major. I started freshman year. Um I at participation I'd known about Ultimate. I'd played pickup like Michelle mentioned, I played pickup at high, in high school, but not really real ultimate frisbee. Um so I started last year. I'm a cutter on the O line. I'm mostly deep cut. So I'm mostly the guy who runs deep and scores and gets all the glory.
3: And you're tall, so that really helps. And I'm tall so it helps a lot.
2: <laughs> and I was a high school basketball player, so Jumping and running were kind of what I did.
3: Awesome.
0: So all of you guys found out about ultimate once you got here on campus, except for Max. You started a little bit before. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, uh, I had played a lot with you know the cross country guys at my high school, and I was looking for something to do in college that you know in my free time, and I had heard about the Michigan State Ultimate Club, and I contacted the captains, uh, Zach Barnhart, uh, who is now our coach and he pretty much told me you know the guys love to get together during the summer and go to these tournaments and just for fun just to see each other and uh, he invited me and so it was an amazing experience for me because i was i had just graduated high school i was just a little kid pretty much with these guys who had been playing ultimate for four or five years and who were way older than me and we went to these tournaments and they immediately accepted me even though i was terrible at it I was absolutely terrible, but they kept in on encouraging me, and it was great. So I actually got into it before my freshman year.
0: Cool. That's That sounds great. And since you've been um, here, you you've probably improved on your, on your game a little bit. Yes.
1: No. No. <laughs> have, uh,
0: arguing ideas. So I'm going to start with uh, the women's team, Infamous, but you go by Moose. Mm-hmm. Infamous. I always was intrigued by that name when I saw you guys on Twitter. Um, so... Lindsay, tell us about what you've done so far this year, maybe some of your experiences, like have you guys played any tournaments yet?
4: Um, we had one tournament so far this spring. We had a couple in the fall, but we had one tournament and it was in January. It was actually overnight. So we played from 10 p.m. to like 6 a.m., which was honestly pretty awful. <laughs> um, by the end everybody was pretty tired and crabby, but we made it through somehow and um, we have a lot of new people this year so it's been a lot of learning experiences mm-hmm. um, lots of teaching which is huge like majorly different from last year where we had like three new people and now we have like 15 new people so so with
0: with a a lot a of rookies on your team does that make it more fun for you as a somebody in a teaching role where you're kind of like a coach in a sense where you get to teach people new things or do you, is it more um, is it more fun for you guys when you have veterans on the on the field?
4: Um, it's both. Sometimes it's a lot of fun and other times it's kinda like, how do you guys not know this yet? Like things that seem so basic and so fundamental to us that have been playing for multiple years, we have to like remember to take a step back and be like, Oh, they don't know this yet because they've only been playing for a couple months. Right.
3: And like last year, we graduated maybe eight handlers. So this year, the only handlers that had any experience were me and two other players. So we had to take some cutters and some rookies and teach them how to gain field awareness and learn their throws really quickly because we need people to fill those roles. So the difference between last year and this year is huge. Last year, we could just, we never had to think about talking about like teaching things or theory. It was just kind of like practice and try to get better by getting faster, getting smarter where this year it's completely 100% fundamental basics. Um, the men's team has a lot of rookies, but they also have a B team. So people that have never played can start on the B team for a few years, get experience, get a lot of playing time because everyone's you know, in the same position. And then once they get their experience there, they can move up. And so usually by the time guys get on couch, they kind of know what they're doing. Where us, we have people like Crunch and I who have been playing for four years, and then we have people who just started a few months ago. So trying to teach everyone that are at like completely different levels is sometimes challenging.
0: Yeah. So would you say there's a lot more interest in men playing ultimate than women?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, at least at Michigan State, uh, all the other big Ten schools, the women's teams have B teams so we can't quite figure out why we can't get enough girls to do that but hopefully in the next few years it'll be a it'll
0: be yeah. a thing. Well, I hear it's the best thing ever so maybe anybody who listens to this who is a female msu student will inquire after this about playing ultimate
3: yeah come check out our practices it's a lot of fun
0: so did you take part in this uh overnight tournament as well
3: yeah yep um pretty much our whole team went which this year we have about 25 girls on our team which is really good compared to past seasons um we played eight games overnight like crunch said and It was kind of difficult. There was really good competition there, and like I said, we have a definite building year. So for someone that's been going to this same tournament the last three years, our results were definitely not as good as they had been in the past. But um, I think it was really good for our rookies to get a lot of playing time and learn how to play, and I've definitely seen a lot of improvement already this semester.
0: Whose idea was it to play at, like, 5 in the morning.
3: (laughs) See, that's funny because it didn't used to be that way. Um, The Michigan women's ultimate team hosts this tournament, so in Ann Arbor, and uh, they have an indoor football field there. And the university used to let them rent it, and we could play it during the day, Saturday, during the day on Sunday. Then they raised the rates incredibly high. So the cheapest time and the only time we could afford to get the fields were overnight when no one else would use the field mm-hmm. so kind of got stuck with it because of money
0: typical wolverines so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i was at the tournament it was terrible even just watching it yeah. just because it was so late i was there supporting the girls and it was just a nightmare for me <laughs> I, I can't even imagine playing in it
0: yeah what were the results like did you feel like you played well I know, I know you said it was tough because you guys got a lot of new people. But
3: Yeah, um, our results were less than optimal. We actually didn't win any games that day, but um, we kind of just kept our lines pretty open. We didn't play very tight lines so that people could just get as much experience as possible because our more serious spring season starts in March. So we want to get people as much experience as they can before we get into the serious part of our season.
0: And it, when your uh, regular season does start, what are you looking forward to the most? What, uh, what games do you guys have pinned on the bulletin board as like important matches this year?
4: I don't know if there's one specific game. I know for me personally, my goal is to make it to regionals, um, which we have to do well at sectionals. So all of those games are important because if we don't do well, we aren't going to regionals and our season ends early, and I don't want that.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to Chicago invite. I think the men are also going to that tournament. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest ultimate tournament in the country, I think, right? And by a number
1: of teams. By a yeah. number
3: of teams. Um, so there's going to be a ton of women's teams there, a ton of men's teams there. We'll get to play teams we haven't played. So some teams in one season, like Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, we play them multiple times a season. And so when we go to Chicago we Invite, we get to play new teams that we haven't seen before. And it's just a really fun tournament. There's a ton of sponsors there. So you get a lot of free stuff and just a really good time, cool. unless and it snows.
0: When is that going to be?
3: That's at the end of March, so like March 30th-ish weekend. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And where in Chicago? Uh, Naperville.
3: Naperville, I think. Yeah, Somebody. so just outside. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming, and um, I know you have some kind of friendly rivalry with uh, your male counterparts in the burning couch. Um, so you... You guys had a tournament, the Queen City Tune-Up in Charlotte this past weekend. Um, You guys have been obviously playing for a while. How long has the the men's Ultimate team been, um, and women's for that matter? Do you guys know any idea of the history? Because I know that the sport, according to Wikipedia, started when... Uh, a guy invented it in 1967, and later on went on to produce the movie Die Hard. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, the, me- the men's team has been around since the 70s, um, and it's had up and down years, especially you know from like you know the late 70s to even like the late 90s. Definitely a lot of different people coming in and less interest and more interest, and then the program was came back in the early 2000s. Um, by a guy here at State named Luscious and Delicious. That's his name. But uh, he brought the program back, and after that, the, the program had a lot of success. They went to national several times, and uh, it's ever since then, it's just been smooth sailing.
0: Cool, and so th- this is your second year playing yes, today? Yes,
2: second year playing.
0: And do you, have you noticed any improvements since you've started with Michigan State, since uh, you came into college never having really played Ultimate before?
2: Um, for the team-wise, I, it amazes me how fast people can pick it up because it's so new. I mean, like even if, even if you were in high school, like I was a high school athlete, even if you played high school sports, there's nothing really quite like frisbee because it, throwing a frisbee is nothing like throwing a football or a baseball. And even though like I mean, there's there's nuances to the game, like cutting is pretty similar from other sports, but it amazes me how like you can have guys who, especially, I mean, I see it in our guys that we have guys who come in freshman year first semester and have no idea what they're doing and by the now in the spring they they're like using the lingo and they know where to kind of be on the field and now it's mostly mostly guys now are getting into that phase of like honing their skills so they already know how to do things just getting it a little better and then field awareness i think is the thing that takes the longest is, which is for me it was too is figuring out where to be so like my freshman year um i i knew what i was doing and i haven't really gotten faster or jump higher i just didn't know when to cut but nowadays, I, I play a lot better because I know when I should be doing things. So I think that's huge. Is the field awareness is the hardest part of the game? I think.
0: Yeah. So kind of like the you learn by playing, yeah. not necessarily by having people tell you. Yeah, what yeah. You to
2: need do. to you need to be out there and running around to really have a sense of what you're doing, and you have to know your teammates. I for me especially, and we were talking about it earlier with handlers and cutters. Hand. We joked about how cutters get the glory, but it really is, it's really the relationship between the two that without knowing your handlers really well so if i don't know who the guys who are throwing to me i don't i don't know what to do so like i can for me it's a lot about i know who the handlers are, i know who will throw it or in what what scenario they feel comfortable throwing it so i know when to cut which is huge so that takes time to get used to
0: cool and so were you in charlotte as well this past weekend? i was in charlotte yeah uh there will be an article posted hopefully later today on 89 fm or impact right com slash sports uh recapping that uh, sounds like you guys played pretty well, given the circumstances of uh, your injury troubles, too.
1: It was a very up-and-down weekend. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, the preceding two weeks before you know, Queen City tune-up, we had lots of injuries, and we had uh, guys who were having trouble getting the money up to go all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. and uh, So we ended up going down there with 14 guys who were able to play. And even then, a couple of them were playing with nagging injuries.
2: And to put that into perspective, most teams go to tournaments, especially of this size with 25, 27 mm-hmm. guys on a team. So we were, there was teams that were double our size easily.
1: The first day, we went 3-1 beating Tennessee, uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee, who's number 25 team in the country right now, and also University of Pennsylvania. And those three games were great. We ended up winning on double game point against Uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee we came back from behind four points scored four in a row to win that game and that was a big win for us it really showed our toughness everyone was tired but we were mentally tough and able to make that comeback at the end of the day we had uh, a game against the number one team in the country North Carolina and everyone was burned out there Mm -hmm. was no one had any energy left and so it was very disappointing to see that we couldn't this, this has been something we had been looking forward to, you know, challenging ourselves against the number one team in the country, seeing if we can match up with them. And so it was very disappointing to see that we just didn't have the energy to play that game, and we ended up losing.
2: And I, we talked about lines earlier, and I, we never really explained what that is. There's O lines, which are when the other team throws. The, it's like a kickoff, basically. The other team throws a T That's your O line. Your D lines, the ones who throw it off. Um, so usually, you have. Usually, you're pretty set on one of the two. So like, we're both O liners. Um, so I'm usually just O liners. Don't play a ton. You you win games by your defense scoring against the other team's offense. So, but in this tournament, so usually I would play maybe eight or nine points. So this tournament, I was playing like every other defensive point too just because we had no numbers so that you you you're almost playing twice the amount in every game so you can imagine in a seven game tournament it felt more like you were playing 10 or 11 games which is insane to do in two days
0: and given your fatigue and your limited numbers out there and you guys having to play you know multiple positions that you're not used to you had some positives to look at especially in the game against north carolina who's the number one team in the country um how did you say the game went um any positives come out of
1: that yeah our o-line to start you know scored twice on their defense uh it was two to two at the beginning and uh me and the coach uh zach barnhart or dubs kind of we were considering telling the o-line you know if you score if you keep on scoring we're going to be in this game but it was tired legs so we showed that we could score on them you know they were bringing out their best lines they weren't pulling any punches and we were still able to score on them. Towards the end of the game, it got harder and harder. Guys were very tired.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think a key of frisbee is is playing ultimate is confidence. So you have to, you really have to trust that you can beat the other team because you're throwing a frisbee that can go anywhere, especially with the wind. So you have to really trust everyone. And so I think it was big for us that even if even though we didn't play very well against them, to show that we could score against them, especially if we had fresh legs was huge i think that's a great thing to have carrying into the rest of the season
0: so what's next for you guys uh you got any tournaments coming up and are you looking to have any players come back how are the injuries going
1: the injuries are slowly working themselves out we have guys coming back and we we obviously don't want to make sure they come back too soon um, because we want everybody there for regionals and such but we have a tournament not You know, this weekend, obviously, we're here doing this radio show. But next weekend, we have a tournament called Eastern's Qualifier. That's in Axton, Virginia. And uh, it's a qualifying tournament for a tournament called Eastern's. But there's there's a lot of good competition there. And it's a good way for us to test ourselves. And if we do well, we have a possibility of earning an extra bid uh, for our region to nationals. Um, If we make it into the top 20 at the end of the year we get an extra bid to nationals for our region that means that two teams from our region could go to nationals and that would be huge cool
0: all right awesome guys um i think we got a lot of knowledge about ultimate i know that um you guys are both of uh couch and moose are practicing a couple times a week anybody can go check it out um you guys um have a youtube channel i saw some of your videos on there we'll post the link of that too to the podcast um yeah, it, it's great. It to me, when I think of ultimate, I think of the ultimate college sport. Uh, I think of college people play it in college for fun. In um, and, and intramural, I don't know if there's any IM leagues here at MSU, but. Yeah, this
3: year they had their first league. They had um, a mixed league, so men and women can play together, and then they also had a men's league.
0: Great, and is that over now? Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, it's a fall IM sport.
0: Okay. Well, that is. Um, Awesome and I think we can take a quick break here and uh relax. I'd like to thank you guys again for bearing with me on my very first ever podcast. I have not <laughs> done this before. So uh when we come back we'll have some more fun questions and we'll unwind a little bit and um see who has the bragging rights on each team and um all the cool stuff like that. So we'll be right back.
4: We went away, we're Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee.
0: Ultimate Frisbee. 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 <laughs> Alright, and we're back. I'm still sitting here with the msu ultimate teams both women's and men's infamous and the burning couch so i want to talk about your guys team names one thing i love about the club sports is they don't necessarily have to embrace everything that um division one sports do you can pick your own um nicknames stuff like that so infamous um your your twitter handle says infamous infamous which i was really excited about um so i could show you guys sad moose earlier Um, tell us about how that name came about
3: um so from how we understood it crunch and i had the same rookie year and we showed up on this team we're like what kind of name is infamous like there's not even a mascot for that and our captain at the time basically just told us that this club sport changed their name every single year for multiple years. And they are kind of just sick of changing it. And, like, people get really annoyed if you keep changing your name. So we became infamous for changing our name so consistently. So infamous. And then I think last two years ago, we were kind of sick of not having a logo to, like, put on our jerseys and stuff. So someone came up with infamous is kind of like infamous. So we had a huge moose on our jerseys, and we've kind of just stuck with the moose thing for the last three years. So, like, this year our jerseys, sure, we embrace a little bit of the MSU. They're green and white-themed. There's a small Spartan helmet on the sleeve. The back says Michigan State, but the centerpiece is always a moose.
0: And so you guys never played for any other team name than Infamous you mentioned fish heads. Do you remember any of the other team names you guys had? I have
3: no idea even when they were. I think they didn't like to talk about it because they never told us. So
4: <laughs> They only told us the fish head story because the one year that they went to nationals, which was a couple years before we did, uh, an old alum came, and she had a fish head on the end of a stick that was attached to a, swing, or a string, and she was swinging it around Ew. <laughs> um, because they had started out as a fish head, so she was swinging a fish head.
0: It's like the uh, Red Wings equivalent to throwing an eye. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Speaking of infamous and embracing MSU, we have the men's team name, um, (laughs) which is quite creative. And um, you guys had this team name before this past January, which um, is a testament to knowing your history. The Burning Couch, uh, and it's been that for how long? Do you guys know?
1: It's been that since, I believe, the the original riots and pretty much cedar fest and uh pretty much the comeback of the team i think they changed it to burning couch and it's just uh, a nice little celebration of our school's history of maybe getting a little too excited and burning some couches uh and i think that everybody pretty much embraces it i think that most people like it we have this cool logo that we can you know draw on things and you know it's pretty cool
0: who designed the logo
1: Oh, I, can't, I don't even know. I have no idea. It's it, gone through the, some changes. Yeah, the, it used to be a much more realistic, like, couch with red flames, and now it's more of a, you know, slick-looking logo that's all green and uh, can be easily drawn and put on jerseys and such.
0: You guys should get LSJ sports columnist Graham Couch to cover you. <laughs> that would be really funny. His
1: column funny. used to be named... Couch for, on Fire. Couch on Fire, yeah. yeah. Um, Shout-out to Graham
0: Couch. Anyways, um, you guys have your JV team or your farm team or your B team or whatever also embracing the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Riot theme, and what's their team name again?
1: Their team name's Riot Control. Yeah. Uh, I actually played my first year on the B team, uh, and that was a lot of fun. You see guys there who aren't exactly ready to make the biggest commitment to the team. You know, of course, it's still a club sport, and you have guys who – Aren't able even if they can play with the team Athletically and such they can't make the commitment that everyone else can and they love to play on the B team and it's a lot more of a relaxed atmosphere and Mm -hmm. uh, a good way to learn Have you
0: guys gotten any negative? uh, Feedback for that team name or negative attention at all and also is it true? The rumor that I heard that the guy holding the sign at the Big Ten championship game was it you was that you max
1: it was not me oh, I unfortunately have no idea who that was. <laughs> but we we definitely saw it and we posted a picture of it on our twitter and we were like thanks for the support yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah our... huh. i haven't i haven't felt it i mean for us it's like
2: it's not like we're like supporting a, a movement we just it's a name that we've had and we're not there's no need to like change it and i think it was michelle brought it up and you brought it up as well that like it's across Fisbee. There's a lot of names that are like really just goofy and weird, but it's every I like that every team's like still has a connection to their school. So, like every, almost every team you'll see is their school colors. Or, um, but they all it's fun that they get to play. We get to play a little bit on our names because you don't get to do it, as you said in D1 sports. But I, I think it's cool that like our jerseys are always green and white. And we this year our jerseys are going to have uh, like the bronze shield on them with oh, the couch awesome. in the center. So, it's going to we always like to. We like to stay show that we're connected to our universities. Like we all obviously love our schools to play for them. I mean, you could play club at the same time if you wanted to and not be connected to your schools, but most every school has a fun play on their names.
0: Yeah, and and it's fun, and you guys seem to be enjoying yourself, and it's all in, it's all in competitive fun and competition, mm-hmm. and um, that's why I love club sports. So I I, I dig the name personally. Um, speaking of names, you guys were mentioning we have. Uh, Lindsey Kappen, uh, who goes by Crunch, and I heard that you guys have, you give out animal names to, mm-hmm. to your players. Um, tell us about that, some fun, some fun stuff like that. that
1: uh, it started, I don't know, like five or six years ago when it turned out that a lot of teams in our region knew our names. And so when we would try to call a play, you know, this person's going this way, they would know what we were doing. So these guys came up with animal names for each other. And we haven't repeated any yet. Uh, eventually, we'll eh, probably hap- have one. to. Maybe
2: one. There might be Dove says there's one that's similar.
1: Yeah. Uh, eventually, we might have to. But once you have played on the team and you are accepted on the team, uh, you get your animal name. There's, like, a little ceremony. We tap their shoulders with a disc. But uh, I'm the Dalmatian. I'm the Heron. And there's a lot of, like, fun names. Like, you know, it it embodies not only, like, how you look, but how you play and how you act, and so we have to find the perfect one for each player.
0: So is that just a men's thing? Do women have animal names at all?
3: There are a few women uh, a few seasons ago that were trying to embrace the uh, animal names that the men had, but it's not a consistent thing. Uh, usually we just come up with nicknames for people to shorten their names. So, like, Michelle's kind of hard to, like, say really quickly, so people just call me Mish sometimes. Um, Lindsay... Cap'n, so then someone called her Captain Crunch, and now she's a captain, so it's funny. Yeah. Um, so we just have nicknames basically to make it easier to just say people's names, not necessarily animals.
1: A lot of the guys who in the past have gotten animal names... Are pretty much only known by their animal names to mm-hmm. us now. There's a few. Uh, Dingo, who is Alex Edinger, who was a captain a couple of years ago and a coach of the team that went to Nationals, and Raven and Sheep. All of those guys are pretty much only known to us by their animal names.
2: I mean, I don't even, I didn't know Dingo's name was Alex until just now. So.
0: <laughs> when I first started covering club sports at Impact, I went to a Quidditch practice, and it was this fall, and a guy was kind of looking at me like, who is this guy and what's he doing here? And he came up and he was like, hey, like, what's your name? And he was real nice. And he introduced himself, he said, I'm Batman. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, cool, yeah, so what's your real name? He's like, no, I'm Batman, that's his name. <laughs> and I went around and I asked other people on the team, like, hey, do you know who that guy is? And I'm like, yeah, that's Batman. <laughs> Still to this day, he's like one, he's a prominent member of the MSU footage team and he goes by only Batman. <laughs> So, um, back to the, c- the couch thing, uh, I saw you guys on Twitter really excited about um, just Michigan State in general, Michigan State sports, and I see some activity with um, you guys, so I wanted to see if we could have an air clearing uh, thing here about, um, you went to Ann Arbor to support
1: uh, Moose
0: in their, in their tournament, but you were not permitted in any way to access their Twitter account?
1: (laughs) That was me. I, uh, I have the Twitter account for Couch on my phone and you know it's a we have a lot of followers a lot of alumni who like to keep track of the team and that's a really easy way for us to do that and a lot of times we try to be funny with it and you know we the get a lot of support from team doesn't from that.
3: appreciate max's humor so <laughs> i have s- uh, access to the twitter for the women's page uh, among some alumni um and max was there and he's like can i live tweet for your team i was like yeah sure here's my phone here's my phone and he's like well can i just have your account name and i was like you are not going to have power <laughs> over our twitter
1: <laughs> I I I was just there supporting, and I thought it would be nice. Um, obviously, people have shown that they like our Twitter more. We have like, twice as many followers. We Also,
3: have twice as many players. That's so. true. And, <laughs> and ten more years of
0: frisbee. frisbee. <laughs> and and your Twitter handle is the burning couch,
2: mm-hmm. so people
3: mistakenly get there. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, we just ch- I checked it the other day on the ride home. We have a uh, Jay Harris. Of ESPN is following us. It's oh, verified. Wow. It's our only follower that's verified, but he's following us. Hey. Shout out to Jay Harris.
1: <laughs> it was fun, though. I mean, I think that uh, they got a little annoyed with me, but I think it was out of love.
3: Yeah. I think it was also our true feelings came out when 4 a.m. rolled around. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So.
1: <laughs> so,
0: couch has more followers but what would you say fan base is like men's compared to women's cuz i know you guys are kind of one and the same you both represent michigan state in the sport of ultimate and you support each other so are your fans for Couch also fans for moose do you, what do you describe your fan base
1: absolutely i think that you know both teams <clears throat> even right now you know we love to support each other Uh, When we have a bye in our tournament, we like to go watch the girls and support them, and they do the same for us. And I think that's been there for a while. We're very close teams, so people who are interested in Couch are also interested in Moose.
3: But, I mean, I also think um, we're definitely supportive of each other, but I think in general Couch has a bigger fan base because if you just think about sports in general, I mean, men's always is more popular, gets more coverage, and usually a larger fan base, but... um, the men and the women's teams do definitely support each other. so.
0: Respectively, in comparison to your competition, who would you say has the better team? This year? Yeah.
3: Probably Couch. They have more experience. Um, I think in a few years, our rookie class, they are amazing. They have a lot of potential. They're all, like, best friends at this point. So I think the next few years, once they get some experience and playing time under their belts, it'll be, I don't know, it'll be tough for Couch to beat them.
1: Mm. (laughs) I I think you look and you know we went to nationals two years ago and after that we had a really big drop off in players we had everyone except for about seven guys graduate and so you had a bunch of rookies come in and then the good thing though is now we've been playing together for like a year and a half and we haven't really lost anyone we're only losing one senior this year and so next year will be like the third year that we've been all playing together and so I see a lot of good things in the future for us.
2: Agreed. Next year, I think,
1: is the year.
0: Next year is the year for you guys, um, but you do have some chances to get back out there this year. For sure, absolutely. And hopefully with your injury situation, you'll be um, more healed by then. So Cap, or, er, yeah, Cap'n, I want to call you Cap'n, but okay. my brother's father-in-law goes by Cap'n like that's his <laughs> nickname and you've been playing probably the longest you'd say on the on the women's team or been a part of it around this me and Misha, are
4: two of the oldest
0: do you have any rival or anybody you really just dislike and hate playing against or you really want to beat whenever you do play them
4: um well i don't hate anybody but i do have <laughs> some people that i would love to be obviously um two of my favorite teams to play are obviously u of m in Notre Dame, I'm actually dating a guy who used to go to Notre Dame, and he talks about them all the time, Um, and so I actually know a lot of people on their team, so they're really fun to play because I like playing people that I know because it's really fun when you know them on the field and off the field because some people have different personalities when they're playing than when they (laughs) aren't. And if you're like me and you
3: only know them when they're playing, you hate playing Notre Dame. (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: so that's interesting. You hate Notre Dame.
3: No, I don't hate them. I just, I you usually don't playing enjoy them. playing You have a friendly them.
0: rivalry with them. Yes. You want to beat them. Yeah. And you would say that Notre Dame, they're some of your best friends, or some of your friends. Yes.
4: yes. I've played with them. I've played on a team with a couple of them, um, so I've actually played with them as well as against them, which I think that makes it more fun.
0: Cool. Because I've noticed something similar um, when I was stalking your guys' respective <laughs> Twitters that you uh, couch. Have a unique relationship with the University of Auburn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I, I was taking over the Twitter handle and I saw that they had you know mentioned us uh, during the Big Ten championship game because they obviously wanted to be in the championship mm-hmm. game. They wanted Ohio State to lose so they could get to the championship game, and it just kind of started blossoming into <laughs> this really funny relationship with them. Uh, and we really enjoy all of our correspondence. We're actually going to see them at Eastern's Qualifier honorary. and meet them at, for the first time, <laughs> uh, which will be very interesting. We've been honorary inductees into the Gulf Coast sectional region. <laughs> so their their little news page about the Gulf Coast always is kind of has something about us on there, which is pretty pretty cool.
0: So, Jay, do you know anybody from Auburn or anybody I from other schools who play Ultimate
2: personally? Um... Uh I mean I know the Michigan guys somewhat i i I was only around for fall last spring or last year and then spring I was out of i wasn't at school so uh I've only had really a, one spring which is usually your main season, so I haven't seen i don't know as many guys as the other team members do but i I know some guys i want there's te- there's for me it's mostly like in game we talked about how like you there's guys you don't like so like last weekend there's like we played this one team I'm not gonna say their name or the guy's name but as we were playing them, like this one guy was just a jerk. And so like I just wanted to be like for me that I don't I'm the kind of guy like on the crunch. I don't hate anyone I'm I'm the happy dude who's just always goofing around and smiling and I get in trouble for not like <laughs> trying hard enough sometimes. But well not not trying hard enough but goofing around too much. But there's this one guy who just was frustrating me so much. So then like that game I, the whole game I was like so focused in on just trying to like make him look bad.
1: Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> really funny because Jay There are celebrations in Ultimate when you score, like spikes and stuff. And I've talked to Jay a lot about spikes and if celebration is okay.
2: I follow the Jerry Rice belief
1: of act like you've been there. So whenever I score, I just toss it to the middle of the field and walk off. But Jay, in that game, (laughs) he scored on the guy and immediately spiked. And I I thought, I will never see that again. (laughs) Probably not. I was not not happy with that guy. Rivalries are definitely um, interesting in Ultimate because as much as we want to beat U of M, we also kind of cheer for them outside of regionals because we want them to earn an extra bid for our region. So outside of regionals, any team in the Great Lakes region we want to see do well. Um, and, you know, we always get really hyped up for those games. But at the same time, once it's done, we wish them all the best of luck.
0: Right. And, and it's for your best interest, too, because exactly. you, want a, you want a spot in nationals or regionals or mm-hmm. you want to be able to, to play with the best and play again. So I understand that. And and if you really um, are going to embrace the the Michigan State way, you can always cheer against Michigan and some other sport. <laughs> exactly. What about for Moose? Do you guys have any rivalry with University of Michigan in, in Ultimate?
3: Um, I don't think so. Um, I know a few years ago some of the people that are gr- now graduated, they f- seemed to not like a few of the ladies on Flywheel, which is Michigan's women's team. But, like, at this point, like, one of my really good friends is on that team. A few of us have played on teams with them during the summer. They're a really good team. They're a really respectable team. I really love playing them. They're extremely talented, extremely nice. They don't have any of those, like, mean girls that some teams have. And (laughs) so I don't think there's a rivalry. Of course I want to beat them, but they're really nice ladies. I actually got to practice with them a few weeks ago, and they just welcomed me. Captain of MSU Women's Ultimate. They're like, yeah, come hang out. Come practice. So ultimate is a really cool community
2: yeah for sure like i think you uh, weird, like it's mostly like if someone for the most part like as a community it's like the people who act out or like most people just like are like why are you doing that like m- ultimate for the most part is self-officiated except for when you get to like really big games they have not even really refs, they're just guys who kind of like, guys or gals who watch the game and, like, Keep make a judgment, pace. exactly, make <laughs> a judgment call if they need to, but for the most part, it's self vitiated. so it's it's really interesting to see, like, how, like, you would think, as competitive people, you'd get really angry, but for the most part, people are like, I fouled you, I know I did, I'm letting it go, or something like that, so it's really nice to see that, so usually, I don't think, like, we want to beat Michigan, but, like, there's not, like, a for me, there's not a huge rivalry, just because, like, they're nice when we play them, usually, and... and once the game's over, you're not, like, you don't hate each other. You usually walk off and you goof around. Like, you're
3: hanging out with each yeah, other. Yeah, you hang out.
2: You're, and you're at these tournaments for, like, you're at a tournament for, like, seven hours in a day. So, like, you have to, you goof around with, like, you're just goofing around most all your free time you have because you need to keep yourself sane. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, there's a lot of interesting things like that that happen.
0: Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I really want to ask you guys to, um, before we start to wrap it up, is there anything... Um, that we haven't covered that you guys want to get across about Ultimate or about your experience or anything like that?
1: I have a couple things. Um, I think one of the most interesting things about Ultimate is the community. Obviously, we were just talking about it, but there's a lot of guys and girls who meet each other through Ultimate. <laughs> I Obviously, Lindsay met her boyfriend through Ultimate. I met my girlfriend through Ultimate, and uh, we have like formal, too, where we all get <laughs> together, we dress up, and we have these great parties together and we love spending time together so you know as much as there's a little bit of competition between the guys and girls team for field space or for bragging rights or whatever we really love to hang out with each other and obviously in ultimate i think i've made the best friends i've ever had
4: yeah Um. i would agree with max um a lot of people in ultimate i feel like in high school they might have been like an outcast or kind of like not the super popular, like, for girls, like, not the really preppy girl. And that kind of unites us because we're all kind of oddballs. And then when we come together, we all just accept each other, which is great. And that's why I think Yeah. I I just love my team so much because it's like, I can be myself around you because I'm weird. You're weird. We're it's not judging
3: great. each other. It's great. It's fine. Yeah. It's and really? Then what I, oh, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. What I like about Ultimate the most, um it's kind of more individual than what they've been talking about but anybody can play ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Jay, he's super tall and that really helps him, but he doesn't have like, there's a lot of shorter people. I'm a short person, I'm not that fast, but because I understand the game, I can kind of outsmart some people and still like get open on a cut or I have good throws. Crunch is like the fastest girl in the world mm-hmm. and she does really well with that. But then there's some girls that aren't slow. There's some or some girls that aren't fast. There's tall people, there's short people. So whereas in high school, like. Basically everyone on the basketball team is tall, everyone on the track team is super fast, everyone on the soccer team is this. Ultimate kind of brings in, if you have a good attitude and you kind of like sports, like you can make it work in Ultimate. And that's why I think it's a really accepting sport. Like Jay said, the self-officiation just is awesome. Ultimate is guarded by this rule called the spirit of the game. So, yeah, you're competitive, but you're still respectful. So you don't see any of those, like, people yelling and screaming at each other and screaming at refs, which I just think is the worst part about sports, personally. You don't see that in Ultimate. So you have, like, very respectful individuals, which I think is just awesome.
2: Um, I would say the the thing I didn't know about Frisbee the most when I came in was how big it is. So, like, I think, like, you think, people think of it as, like, the game you like you play catch in your backyard or like you're at college and you get some friends together and you play but like i didn't realize like now ultimate frisbee has two professional leagues the club system is ginormous there's a team and we scrimmaged a team called high five who's based in michigan they almost went to they should have been a nationals team this year so i i think it it surprises people how big ultimate frisbee has gotten and it's even i was reading the other day i believe it it was recognized in the last few years as like by the International Olympic Committee as like a like an international sport, which is like the first step in a long line of steps to get to Olympic sport. So I think that's really cool. I think, I think this is a sport where like in the next in our generation in our lifetime we'll see this sport as one of the big ones that's on ESPN more and more.
1: I think that what Jay's saying about the community and how big it is, it really lends itself to future. Uh, interactions as well. We have guys who came from Denmark, from Senegal, Uh, My roommate 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 is from from Senegal. Senegal. And you can go to any city in the U.S. pretty much and be instantly accepted into their ultimate community. Whether you're doing an internship, whether you're, you know, going there for a job, you can find friends to hang out with instantly because you will be instantly accepted into the ultimate community anywhere. And I think that's a very, very cool thing. There's
3: summer leagues, there's pickup games. You just have to find it. And I think, like Jay was saying, in our generation, like, you won't have to find it anymore. It'll just be there. Yeah. Like, there's, like, Nike is hosting youth summer camps for Ultimate, which is awesome because yeah. you see soccer camps, you see football camps. The fact that now this huge company is sponsoring Ultimate for children, I think that'll really help the sport grow.
2: And I think, I think one thing that really helps Ultimate, especially as it works to gain more national visibility, is it's, it's close enough to other sports for like, the lazy sports fan to figure out like, it's not—I mean, there's a lot of people who just want to watch their football because they understand how football works. Frisbee's not terribly difficult to figure out. Um, and it's really—there's it, a lot of, like, excitement in a game. So, like, I think that's really going to help Ultimate Frisbee. Like, you—like, lacrosse recently has started to grow bigger and bigger. I think that's because it's different, but people can understand it. It's kind of like soccer, like, in the feel of it. And then it's also exciting. So, I think that's—I like, yeah, the key. think you'll see Frisbee become more and more a big sport. I mean, now—even now, Nash Club—or— college nationals are thrown on ESPN. U at replay games like it's starting to get there and you see more and more top 10 lists on ESPN have awesome frisbee dives and stuff like that so I think you'll see ultimate become a pretty big sport
0: yeah I definitely agree um just in general some of these some of these club sports um with their the community is very similar you guys are um probably the third club that I've really gotten to know just from us sitting here doing this podcast but um I've gotten to know Quidditch as I mentioned and also dodgeball i just there's a dodgeball tournament happening like as we speak and i'm I'm west and i was just over there and it's serious like they're not Mm -hmm. messing around i've seen your guys's uh, highlight films and stuff like that you're not messing around i wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the line they look at um at least some some schools implementing um you know ultimate frisbee dodgeball as a varsity sport because it is it is big and um I do like the the aspect that anybody who wants to play can play. You guys are all accepting you know I hope that um I can come to some of your practice and practices and you guys will show me how to play like i <laughs> I sure. trust that you'll you'll do that and um um maybe maybe even for um, moose you'll be uh, more grateful for some of the rookies you do have after seeing me. Play I'm not <laughs> good. I've tried disc golf. I'm horrible at that. Me I can, too, though. I can throw so disc disc golf is terrible. Yeah. yeah.
3: Disc golf is terrible. I can't even do it. I can throw like a normal ultimate frisbee pretty well, I'd say. My dad tries to take me disc golfing, and he's like, "Michelle, I thought you played frisbee." <laughs> so we <hard.
1: laughs> We have we actually have a uh, course mapped out across campus where we hit like light poles and stuff, and yes. it starts at the union. And during the summer, everyone who's here pretty much plays, you know. Like Three times a week, and it's a lot of fun. We call it campus disc golf, so and you we play all with normal frisbee. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we we bet ice cream on it, and it's it's a lot of fun. What you were saying about uh, you know becoming a varsity sport and stuff, I think that's a big struggle that I, as a captain, am kind of feeling, because when you go and play these big teams, you know there are teams like Carleton and Pittsburgh who actually give scholarships to players to come play ultimate, but we're still a club sport. And we can't really ask the biggest commitment from everybody because, one, you're paying your own way. You know, we do some fundraisers, but I'd say 80% of the money still comes out of each player's pocket. And then also time commitments. We're all in college. We can't have practice every single day a week. And so it's frustrating for that when we still have to operate like a club sport, and then we're playing these teams who are, you know, more like a varsity sport. And... I think that if you look at our team, we have several different goals as a team, and that's kind of hard to see as a captain. You know we have the guys who their only goal is competing in nationals, and then we have guys who are more concerned with getting better, having fun and so as a captain, you know fusing those goals and making it a singular one has definitely been a struggle for me and uh, something that I'm continuing to work with.
0: Yeah, do you guys feel that same way on the on the women's team or? Um, not a serious um, competition?
4: Um, Well we're serious just I think because it is a building year that we have different types of goals like I think us captains and the older the upperclassmen our goal is to make it to regionals this year because we've gone every year so far so it would be a huge letdown if our last year we didn't make it to regionals Mm -hmm. but we also want to make sure that our rookies enjoy it so they come back because we've had a issue with getting girls to return every year um, so we just want to make sure that we can show them how much we love the sport so they can love the sport as much and keep coming back and keep playing for many years.
3: Yeah, we're just being realistic about it. I mean, when you have majority of your team, this is their first year playing, it's going to be harder to compete with these girls that have been playing for four or five years. So, yeah, we're not as maybe competitive as we have been in our past few years, but like I said, like this rookie class – they're going to be really good in a few mm-hmm. years so we just gotta keep training them as best we can while we're still here
0: yeah and another thing that I think is great about what you guys have been saying about ultimate is when it's over when you guys graduate ultimate is not finished Definitely as not. opposed <laughs> when you play when you play football and you're not gonna to go to the next level or if you play ice hockey or if you play um, some of these other more competitive sports when you're done you're done. Like, I played lacrosse in high school, and I, you know, my last game, I was like, I'll probably never put on the pads again, you know, and that's that's sad, but ultimate, like you said, anywhere you go, you can be able to play, and um, that That is something to look forward to
2: for sure and it's i think it's really nice that it's you hear a lot about especially nowadays in the news you hear a lot about like football and how and baseball and how these guys are like getting hit in the head and they're they're having these long-term injuries that they never get over and that's all you hear now in the nfl and high school sports like they're all worried about concussions i think that's one of the beauties of frisbee is that really it's not unsafe at all i mean it's mostly like how, like, if you put yourself in unsafe situations, you're going to get hurt in any sport. But, like, there's not a lot of, you can't, you're not allowed to run into people. Yeah, it's alone. a
3: non-contact sport, Yeah, so it's,
2: I think that's beautiful is that you, Misha was talking about in the break about uh, a friend who's, like, 40 and still playing. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's you can't do that in football. It's really hard to do in basketball. I, I know my, like, coach in high school, like, he can't, like, move, his knees don't work anymore from playing. But ultimately, you're on grass, which is soft, and you're not running into people.
3: Just jogging and sprinting around and throwing a piece of plastic, so yeah.
0: it's awesome. fun. Um, one, other, one other question on a less serious note I have um, from the research I've conducted. I wanted <laughs> to get your guys' take on it. Um, the uh, steak and shake versus IHOP situation. <laughs> oh. That awesome.
1: was at, uh, I think Jay was there. I was there, IHOP. Yes. yes. Uh, It was after just a fun tournament that we went to called Glow in the Dark Horse, and it was another overnight one. It wasn't as long as the girls, but uh, we actually combined players with the B team and just were trying to learn and have fun. It wasn't a serious tournament at all. After uh, we left, we wanted to get food together, and I really wanted Steak and Shake, (laughs) and my friend Josh Fendrick really wanted IHOP, and uh, it ended with us mooning each other, and then they went to IHOP. Yeah, we just went. And... uh, we joined them a little bit later. Had a very interesting conversation with our waitress. Who very very interesting. Claimed to have been awake for seventy seventy two 72 straight hours. hours. I not, don't think it's possible. No. I, don't, I
2: don't I don't I'm not a science major, but I don't think
1: that's possible. But you see a lot of that kind of stuff in our community. We we <laughs> like to argue with each other yeah. just for fun. We like Scoopies. to well, yeah. Do silly things. So many silly things. Yeah, so <laughs> silly things. yeah. So, good. For those
0: of you who are wondering what, why is this even a thing? You guys had a tweet that was just Steak and Shake greater than IHOP stuff. I was interested. So you guys are fighting over whether or not to go there, and that's where that came from. Because I was, yes. I was curious. I was like, Steak and Shake and IHOP are kind of different restaurants. <laughs> no, they're totally different different. But yeah. they're
1: two of the only ones that are open at but like 5 a.m. Yeah. after a tournament.
0: They're both good, and I never understood. I, I think Steak and Shake is good, but they. Their name is a bit misleading because they just have, like, regular burgers and stuff, Right? right. it's not like you get a T-bone or no. filet or anything.
3: You go there for the fries and the
1: shakes. Yeah, yes. definitely.
4: <laughs> I also heard you guys, in the fall, left one of your players at Steak and Shake, so...
1: At, uh, <laughs> it was the B team, actually. Oh. We actually have kind of a tradition going when we go to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. we go to this Steak and Shake because we have tormented the waitresses there <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> to a point where I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if we're not allowed back, but the B team and a couple other guys from the A team went to Steak and Shake at uh, Notre Dame, and one of the guys got left there while he was using the bathroom. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. Our hotel was like five minutes away, but it was uh, it, fun stuff. So did he have to walk home? I don't know. He wasn't in my car. I wasn't get to
4: walk home in the rain. <laughs> it was, it was that night.
1: We do lots of fun stuff I like that be. at tournaments, <laughs> you bad. know? Awesome. We have to keep ourselves busy at night at the tournaments. Usually it's homework and showering, but, you know, occasionally we'll go, you know, eat something fun and spend some time on the town.
0: That's awesome. So um, I think we can start to wrap it up here. I'd like to ask uh, all of you, because MSU Impact Sports is a, you know, student-run Michigan State sports media outlet, um, what your favorite MSU sports moment is um, it can be something that happened to you, um, in Ultimate, or it can be, uh, something else. So I'll start with, uh, Crunch. Do you got anything?
4: Can it be from, like, does that have to be this past year? Can or be be just... any,
0: anything in your entire life?
4: My favorite MSU moment was last year at Sectionals we beat Flywheel, which was the first time we, like, MSU, like, Moose has beaten them in six years. So beating them was a really big deal, and it was an awesome moment. And
0: Flywheel is university of michigan's uh ultimate yep Mm -hmm. cool michelle
3: all right so i've got this thing where i don't really like sports unless i'm playing them (laughs) so i don't really watch msu sports i know sorry everybody um but that was definitely a really awesome moment the one crunch just talked about but uh to a little bit funnier moment um my freshman year we were at sectionals so Mm -hmm. we were trying to get to regionals and the weather was awful it was so windy and we had a some of our parents came and they put up a tent for us because it was raining. So if we're on the sidelines, we can kind of try to stay dry. And uh I remember going on the line, like, waiting for a point to start. We were waiting for the pull to come. And all of a sudden, this tent is just blowing across the field. <laughs> and this tent is huge. It's not like a camping tent. It's like those, like, commercial tents that you have at certain events. And... Uh, one of her teammates tried to get it, and then she had to start running away from it because he was chasing her. So that was my favorite sports moment, even though it wasn't very hashtag sports.
1: Awesome, though.
0: Still, still a great story.
1: I actually am, and I love MSU sports, so I've been that way for my whole life. My dad was a professor here, so he kind of instilled it in me at an early age. But me and him went to, I think it was the 2006 regionals, uh, the Sweet 16 and an Elite 8, In Austin Texas we ended up beating Duke who was a number one seed and Kentucky in triple overtime and those were two great basketball games spent time in Texas with my dad it was just one of the greatest moments uh, weekends Uh, ultimate wise uh, there's just been so many and I'd say this year, it was meeting my girlfriend at an Ultimate party, and then she actually forgot my name, so she didn't know who I was when I asked her out. But... Yikes.
0: <laughs> so the next story. She still said yes, too, and yeah. for those listening, uh, another reason to get involved with Ultimate, if you are single, maybe you find, maybe you find your future girlfriend or boyfriend. Cause Cause the community is oh, tight one of like our that. first
3: Ultimate teams got engaged. Well, not first, but... Our yeah. yeah, there's a few people. They're married... They're engaged. All from Ultimate.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Jay, favorite MSU sports moment. All
2: right, um, I'm I'm originally from Cleveland, so I didn't. <laughs> I can admit I didn't care at all about Michigan sports until my freshman year. i so I would say for like school wide, I was at for the Michigan game this year. We were front row, like we camped. We got there like seven in the morning and camped out, so that was pretty awesome. Frisbee wise, I don't know. I think for me like I mean this is really general and kind of a cop out but I love like the the end of the day we do these things called tourney moments mm-hmm. which are like you sit in a circle after you finish stretching and you um you everyone everyone on the team has to give like their favorite play like a specific play with like you have to know who was in the play you have to kind of know when it happened like what game and it and can't, it can't involve be yourself. involved with you like you can't be at all in the play unless like Unless, like, you screwed something up and someone saved your butt, then it's okay. But uh, for me, the, those are the best because it's always – everyone starts laughing. There is – this year – this last term we went to, uh, at the end, one person said a play from a game. It was, like, someone jumped over someone and caught it. Literally, the next person almost word for word repeated them, and you're not allowed to – like, he, did, he was so clueless to the fact that he was completely copying someone, and you're not allowed to. So it's always just funny, and it makes the weekend so much better because – especially if, like – you have a bad second day. It's nice to remember the first, the the good parts of a tournament before you had these nine, ten hour drives.
1: It's a good way to make your teammates, you know, feel like you're there supporting them. You know, you you say what they did well for the weekend, and you know, usually everybody gets a moment, and it's it's very nice.
0: All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. The last thing I want to ask, and you guys can feel free to opt out of this. Um, <laughs> The the title of the podcast is The Secret Society, so I'll go around here and start with Jay. Jay, do you have any secrets that you feel like airing out here on (laughs) on the podcast? Anything? Um
2: Sure. Uh this will this will anger Michigan State fans. I'm still an Ohio State fan. Uh. Um I'm a big Ohio State fan. So that's that game, that game every year I don't care who wins. That's the only game like Michigan State versus Ohio State, I don't care who wins. Yeah. So I've, I've had people who get mad at me about that. But I still hate Michigan, so it's good.
0: Well, that's fine. And we appreciate the honesty here. This is, this is all love here. How about Max?
1: First, I'll say, don't worry, everyone. We make fun of Jay for being from Ohio all the time. Which is totally unfair. None of, you've never ever. been there. I've
2: been to Ohio. <laughs> this, I have to deal
1: with this continuously. People <laughs> no. don't go to Ohio. A lot of our tournaments off. are in Ohio, especially in the fall. And so it's always fun to make fun of Jay for being from there, too. Uh, As for a secret, I don't know. Uh, My girlfriend Renee really likes to talk to me while she's peeing, but it just freaks me out. It freaks me out, and I can't do it. I have to leave the room. Things I don't want to (laughs) know.
3: Things that are secrets not about yourself.
0: (laughs) So, Renee to be put on blast now would be a uh,
4: moose Yeah, I could have gone that noise. Yeah, her. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Especially cuz she's my little. <laughs> now I'm never going to look at her the same. Be like, Yo, don't talk to me you when you're peeing cuz that freaks me out.
0: <laughs> okay, Mish, do you have a secret for us?
3: Um, sure. It's kind of ultimate related. Um, so my freshman year, I was really really bad at ultimate. So, I would so. try to outside of practice toss with some of my friends over in like the Brody courtyard. And like I was wearing normal pants and um jeans. And when you play Ultimate, you have to do a lot of lunging and pivoting and taking wide steps. And uh, I was tossing with my friend, who's now one of my roommates. Uh, he doesn't play Ultimate. And I took a lunge, and then uh, my pants just, like, ripped completely down the legs. So I was just hanging out in Brody with ripped pants. It was <laughs> pretty embarrassing. You made
0: it through, though, without anybody seeing you?
3: Um, I think people saw me, but I wasn't that concerned about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Okay, Crunch.
4: Um, well I'm gonna go with a non-ultimate secret, um, some of you might know this cause I tweeted about it. So I'm student teaching right now, and my kids love to mess with me. And one of my students, he's a sophomore. He asked me to be his valentine and he said he would buy me Captain Crunch if I said yes. And I was very tempted to say yes for the Captain Crunch, but I went through with it and said no, unfortunately. But he kept trying to bribe me with food, and I was very tempted because I love food. I have a stash of Captain Crunch in my desk that I eat when I'm in between teaching. You broke his heart. I did break his heart. Yeah, what grade? He was a sophomore. He'll bounce back. He's like 15. Oh, okay. yeah. When I was
1: a junior in high school, I asked out two interns. Two <laughs> separate <laughs> interns, and they both turned me down. Yeah, he's Sean, also Sean one Reilly. of the boys
4: that <laughs> tried dancing with me at the school dance, and I was like, Dre, I can't do this. This is really awkward. I'm not going to dance with you. So I think he's been crushing pretty hard this year, and I just have to keep turning him down.
0: Uh, if you're listening to this, yet, Dre, we feel your pain.
1: Keep, <laughs> keep at it. You'll be, you'll be there eventually.
4: One day you'll get her. <laughs>
1: you got to get Putty down there to beat him. Oh. <laughs> for
4: he's about the same size as them
1: yeah
0: <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for coming in i'd definitely love to have you guys on again and oh, and sure. stay in contact with you and come uh check out some of your tournaments before we go do you guys want to plug any of your upcoming events if you want uh some people to be at it i know you guys have one on the 22nd that's a week from today and this uh podcast might not be released by then so do you have anything coming up after that
1: uh yeah, i mean we have you know sectionals in kalamazoo but most of our events are far away and uh we are just happy with any support we can get follow us on twitter watch our videos our highlight video is great um mike giles uh edited it and shot all the video and it was great uh so check us out on our youtube channel check us out on twitter just support the team in any way you can we'd love to have supporters
0: Cool. And how about for Moose? Anything coming Um, up?
4: Well, I'm actually in the process of trying to host a tournament in Lansing. It'll be our sectional tournament. I find out today if I get to host it. So that'll be in April. So, sectionals.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys, for coming on. And thank you for listening to the very first ever Secret Society. And tune in next time. Hopefully we'll have Michigan State Quidditch. The secret the society secret
4: society Hey get high now! Yeah right.
0: give me my towel is back